0: known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships stands the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun and the you're kidding factor Let's get to it Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet and now here's your host
1: Lou Paget. Hello everyone and welcome to today's show um, I apologize that I was not in fine form last week I uh had gone to uh, an event, and uh, despite all of my best, you know, laid plans for making sure that I keep myself away from people who are ill, I obviously got around someone, which is to be expected, and um, I had a terrible cough. Now it's gone. Hopefully, we won't have any issues with that. So what I'd like to talk about today is addressing the issues and addressing um, a subject that often doesn't get talked about very much, still, despite you know baby boomers being who they are, and that is talking about sex as we age. And I have a colleague by the name of Joan Price, and she was known for this subject area. And I was going through her book, *Naked at Our Age*, talking out loud about senior sex, and. There's so, this is such a, a deliciously good book. It's, um, it's from her blog. And she also had, um, a previous book that, you know, better than I ever expected. And how that came about was she was on air. She was, at the time was over 60. She was going on to a show and the producer, she was talking to the producer and she happened to say, I have to tell you once I got over 60, sex was better than I ever expected. And that's how she was introduced. And I know for some that there are, you know, they are with a steady partner. So they're not, you know, they have, you know, they've been together 10, 15, you know, 20 years, whatever it may be. But still, when you, your 20 year old body, your 40 year old body and your 60 year old, 70 year old bodies are not the same. And even if you are with someone who, as I said, you have been with for an extended period of time, things change. They just do. And a lot of the changes, I'm going to be addressing them, you know, as the things for women, as the things for men. I mean, and one of the big things that will often happen is a health impact. And that can change things um, dramatically for both partners but, you know, when people say someone over, you know, I'm reading some of these uh, letters in this book, and there's a physician that comes on and says to this guy who is, he's 55, he's just been diagnosed with prostate cancer, and the doctor says to him, oh, don't worry about it, you know, you know when you get to 55, you really don't need to have erections anymore, and the guy's him the like, what the hell are you talking about? He said, I hope I'm going to track you down when you're 55 and I'm going to say that to you. And that's something that one of the areas I'm well aware of is that when people are in a, you know, when they are in medical school, they don't get any training in the area. Or if they do, it's optional in the area of sexual health. And that's just tragic because, as I say, probably the number one never spoken about question particularly for men when they go in and there's a health issue is how is this going to impact my my sex life same thing for you know if there has been you know a change in a body or, or a surgery or something women often worry I'm not going to be desirable any longer and so one of the things we need to look at is unlearning some of the things that we learned growing up because you know, depending on where you grew up and what type of uh, religious background you had or what type of cultural background you had, you're ob- you're not going to be getting, you know, the same thing as the person, you know, who may be working next to you. But I I will use as an example, when I was um, being asked to come and speak in India, I, I specifically knew, because I'd been there before, um, speaking to different groups, to ask, What percentage of the marriages were arranged? And arranged doesn't mean that, you know, they have no say in it. It just means their parents are, you know, putting together, you know, someone and, you know, you would likely have your choice of X number, but the parents are very involved in choosing who your spouse is versus a woman I knew who her sister met her husband at the front of the church in Mexico. But These are women who are married. They've been married for 10, 15 years. They have children. But they all had to be virgins when they were married. So none of them have had anyone other than this one partner. And they want more information as their life changes. So which is why there are some gerontologists that are around who will work in the area of sexuality. But the majority of therapists don't have training in this area or If they are going to talk about it, they will often, you know, be a little bit, oh, dear, I better not be talking about this because then I have to talk about myself. Well, that's not overly helpful. So the other thing that I look at is I'm going to talk about, you know, women first. And one of the things that is a real concern for a lot of women is something that was, particularly if they're going back into an intimate relationship and, they haven't had sex for a period of time. Let's say she, you know, got divorced and now is uh, going back into the dating world. Has met someone, is interested in being, you know, in in being intimate and having sex. And it's a shock when it is so painful. And when these women talk about the pain, we're talking tearing and bleeding pain. And It's such a shock that something that had been so enjoyable is now, you know, this is the result. So there's certain things that can be done. And one of the things that this is about being aware of your own body. So in the way that I would tell women if they want to know how strong their PC muscle is, is to insert their finger, two fingers, you know, index and middle finger, inside of yourself and then tighten around it. And if it feels like a little line, just a thin line, chances are you need to be doing a little work, because the PC muscle—that's the thing that contracts during orgasm—and it's also the thing that controls um, uh, urine. So it's, you know, it's the control stop. So many times, as women age, they start, you know, having issues with bladder continence, which is why when you go into a drugstore now, you see aisle, like a whole aisle of incontinence products. And so one of the things that um, for the women who are dealing with the pain, people will say, oh, just use a lubricant. That's not the real thing that's going to change things. What is going to help change things is actually doing your own vaginal floor therapy. Now, what I have recommended to people, and I've had people try this and get back to me as, you know, sort of anecdotally, because I can't find any studies on this. But what I would have them do is, there's a product called Vaginal Renewal Complex. It's not hormonal. It has no preservatives in it, It pardon me, it has no, you know, it's a completely natural product. It was developed by uh, an MD and an OBGYN and a woman who had a huge background in the area of consumer products. So she knew of essential oils and the use of different products for skin. So together, the three of them created this vaginal renewal complex and because she got slammed into early menopause at 40 and she had just remarried and she was like, oh no, this is not happening to me. So this product is one, you can order it, her, her name is Olga Cohen her website is olga 's secret and but the product itself is a small little you know um, syringe, obviously with no needle on the end of it, but after having a shower, you'd use it you know three to four days or maybe five days a week and you in and put it in to the entry of the vagina, not all the way back but at the entry because that's where the tightness is for most women. And what happens is with the drop of estrogen, that tissue loses its flexibility. That tissue loses its ability to be um, supple and moist. So that's the area where you want to get the vaginal renewal complex. And then what you can do is you can kind of massage it around in that area. And then what you do is give yourself about a week of using the product. And then once you know you've done that, then because you want the tissue to start healing or you know to have the impact of the product on it. And then use your thumb and just push down on the base of the, the vaginal walls to kind of expand them. And when you are doing this, it'll probably take hmm, a you know couple of weeks. But what you will, and then here's the other thing you need to make sure you keep doing it and you need to make sure that you are having other things that are enhancing the health of the pelvic floor area have orgasms masturbate make sure that those nerves are getting enough blood to them make sure that you because with the blood flow to that area that's the big thing that's one of the big things that you want to maintain it will also enhance the lubrication, but even for women who are on forms of hormonal um, replacement therapy, the, the vaginal walls may not be supple. So some people will use a hormone therapy cream and insert that vaginally. But many times, what these women want is the ability to come back into their own sexual self and that's what I'm working to help them. here come the tunes when I come back we'll talk more about vaginal renewal be right back
0: Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk. When we get back after these, this is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com.
2: It's the Fitness Minute with Fitness Expert Annette Hammond.
3: Many of us look forward to the holidays all year long. It is such a magnificent opportunity to get together with family and friends and decorate and give gifts and eat the most delicious food. But numerous people dread the holidays as far as their weight, health, and exercise are concerned. They know they'll have so much temptation and chances to derail their healthy lifestyle. Many just resolve themselves into thinking that gaining weight over the holidays is a fact and there is no way to avoid it. But it doesn't have to be that way want you to embrace the holidays. Have a plan before you go to any dinner, party, or event and decide what you're going to eat and stick with it. Yes, there will be temptation, but you can overcome it. Stay with the plan and reap the benefits. You can contact us at Minute at annettehammond.com. This
2: is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge.
4: realize that Twitter is over 10 years old. Twitter was first launched in March of 2006, with the hashtag feature appearing about a year and a half later. Twitter employs more than 2700 people around the world. Today, there are over 241 million active users on Twitter with an average of 500 million tweets per day. Now, that's a lot of traffic. A lot of new words have been coined from the Twitter app. A uh, Tweetheart is your Twitter boyfriend or girlfriend, and Twitterphoria is the feeling you get when they tweet you back. If you don't want to feel like a twitty when you tweet, there's a whole list of proper twitticut available. At first, even I was a bit of a Twitter-phobe, but if you want to follow me at Too Funny Carolyn, that would be twittastic. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
1: Before the break, I was talking about what women can do if they know, for example, that they have, you know, the drop of they've gone through perimenopause and menopause, they've not been sexually active either with a current partner or with a long-term partner, and intercourse is painful. Now, there are different, you know, there are different uh, techniques and different therapies. One could also go and seek out a pelvic floor specialist. That would be someone who would be able to tell you things to do, but any person who just tells you the only thing you need is more lubricant, that's not the case, because the tissue has thinned. And any woman who has been pregnant knows that your genitals change, they change in thickness, in size, when you are pregnant, dramatically. And that is that huge spike of estrogen that occurs during pregnancy. Well, the same thing happens With the drop of estrogen is that the tissues atrophy so you need to keep them you know healthy and i have a friend of mine who she is 76 77 and you know we were talking and um she had asked me if i would help with some you know uh presentation she was doing and i asked her i said so how is sex for you and she said it is so painful and yet She's not told her husband that, and you know, and they were a couple that they had to get married because they had ended up going away when she was in college and they were away for a weekend at a ski lodge or something. And her mother was so outraged. She forced her to get engaged. I mean, really get over your bad self, mom. But um, she said, it's so painful. And I told her about the vaginal renewal complex. Now, The other thing, you know, and we're talking here about people, you know, 60 and older and dealing with, you know, when they want to be sexual again. And sex is not strictly intercourse. Let's just, you know, let's let's address that right up front. So um, I you know, I and I agree with Joan and she's saying that it makes her crazy when she goes on the Internet message boards where a woman complains of so much pain during intercourse that she avoids sex and all the other women, you know, rally to help by saying, get this cream or that. Yeah, there's, there's lubricant. But the other thing is if there is a problem, there could be other things that may be at play here. So it could be, and this is from um, Ellen da, 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 what's that? Oh, Ellen Barnard. She's a co-owner of A Woman's Touch, which is a sexuality resource center based in Madison, Wisconsin. And here are other things that could also be having a problem high tone pelvic floor dysfunction. And the pelvic floor muscles that support the vagina, bladder, rectum become spastic and tense and cannot relax. And that is something that, you know, it is something that is uh, for women who experience it, it can be. Uh, it could for some, it could be psychological, something, you know, happened and sex is, you know, in essence for them, traumatic. But these, again, I'm mentioning these in case someone may have something because you need to go and find a physician to get a, a proper diagnosis because some of these issues are medical issues and that may require uh, medical intervention Vulvodynia, which is burning pain, generalized or localized to the vagina or the vulva, and it can be something that there's, it's not there and then all of a sudden one day it is there. Provoked vestibulodynia, which is burning pain at the vaginal entrance when it is touched. Interstitial cystitis, and that's usually what they also refer to as the honeymooner's disease, and it's because of the inflammation of the bladder's lining and it causes urinary frequency, um, urinary urgency, and pain. And it's because the uh, urethra in women is much shorter than the urethra in men. So, and during intercourse, that's often rubbing up against um, the the clitoris, and that is right just above where the urethra is. It's just, and so the the intercourse the the, man's, the bacteria on the man's skin or from a partner's fingers, that can cause this. Uh, dysperunia, any pain that's associated with intercourse, and bacterial vaginosis. And bacterial vaginosis, vagina, osis, condition of the vagi- vagina, and it's an overgrowth. And it's the one that has the fishy smell that people will often talk about. And the reason it has that fishy smell is... There is an amine group. You know, you've got different ch- chemical compounds in our bodies. And the amine group, when it comes in contact with, with um, seminal fluid, that's when it will release that. Um, the amine group will be released, and that's when it has the fishy smell. So what I'm talking about here today is people who are dealing with uh, vaginal stenosis more so, the tightening as a result of that. So here are some of the things that, you know, and I just as an example today, going for a walk, we go, we do a walk first thing in the morning for about 40 minutes, ran into a gentleman who he was saying, I do not know my wife. And I, I was like, okay. And he said, I've known her for 11 years. I still do not get her. And this man's 64. He's been through two divorces and You know, he's kind of like in his. one person said to him, whatever you do, do not go through another divorce. You do not want to have that happen. And for him, you know, he said, I used to really enjoy sex. But he said, I just, you know, it's kind of like not there anymore. And for him, it's part of the thing is they've been fighting constantly. So here's one of the one of the things I'd like to just sort of go over quickly is I said it before, but great lovers It's not about intercourse only. However, for many men, they have things that they have to unlearn. And I'm going to use the unlearning uh, for, I'm gonna start with the, the men unlearning, and then I'm going to go to for women, because we get told, we get given so much really bad information when we're growing up. I mean, I certainly did. I had a mother who said, you know, that sexuality is all, you know, it's great, it's a fabulous thing. And yet she was more shut down when it came to sexuality than anyone. So here we go. I'm gonna start with women actually. So when we're unlearning about our upbringing, and that's how Joan has titled these, that we have to overcome the ignorance, the repression, and the guilt, and we have to have something where someone will. Sometimes we have to have our friends tell us. Sometimes we have the, you know, the um, someone come in who will be a breath of fresh air, uh, a parent, a different parent, uh, someone's mother, someone's aunt, a grandmother. But you know, there's many things for women that. There, I've had women tell me they were worried about um, having sex for the first time because their mother had told them they were going to bleed, you know, and have all of this pain. Well, that was her mother's way of controlling her, but it also was something that completely terrified her. Some people have parents who have been very strict. This one woman says, "My father was of the opinion that boys only wanted one thing, and my mother did not want her teenage daughters in an unchaperoned situation." My father threatened to disown me if I ever lived with someone outside of marriage. I never saw much affection between my parents to each other or me, so I had no understanding of healthy adult relationships about sex. When I did finally have relationships, I unfortunately, I let people walk all over me, and I've had the power to change my upbringing. I would change the strictness, which still makes me inhibited when meeting or being with men. Yeah, because you know what? 95% of what you do on a daily basis is subconscious and it's in the back of your brain. And this girl, this got downloaded from everything she got taught. Now, if you have to, if you've had a sexual trauma, that is something that, you know, for many women, they have experienced a form of date rape. And it's something that occurs um, as a result, unfortunately, of drinking. And I will tell you, it is epidemic on college campuses. Taking a preventative little sip of ginger tea here. But I know that for the women who have had this happen, thankfully we now have the Me Too, and there would be, you know, the, uh, we have people who will support them and say, hey, I was there too. And I was just listening to, um, what was his name? Leon Flurry, he was a – I think he was a, a defenseman. He, Anyways, he was a top uh, hockey player. And his video has just come out, or I just saw it, and he was talking about – in his book, he was saying his father um, – well, pardon me, there was a man who was his hockey coach who – would rape him repeatedly for years. And he, as he said himself, for 27 years, he never slept because that's when this man would come in and you know at night and molest him. And so at one point, as a result of getting into drugs and alcohol, he got kicked out of the NHL. And then he went uh, and he was kind of like, wow, I've lost everything. I've even lost hockey. And that was my entire life. And he was sitting with a loaded gun in his mouth, and he went, what could I do differently? And what he realized is that it was time for him to tell his story. And in doing so, he had so many men come up to him and say, thank you for that
2: If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on tokenet.com. for more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge.
4: Traditions vary around the world. Citizens of Finland visit the sauna on Christmas Eve and listen to the national piece of Christmas radio broadcast. Norway is the birthplace of the Yule log cake, and in Greece, many people believe in goblins that cause mischief during the 12 days of Christmas. Captain John Smith drank the first eggnog in his 1607 Jamestown settlement. Nog comes from the word grog, which refers to any drink made with rum. Since Christmas arrives in Australia in the middle of summer, jingbangs or crowds of Aussies celebrate at the beach with beer and skittles. This is the time each year where we have to climb up to the sky parlor or attic to fetch our Christmas lights. What's the word for decorating till we're about to collapse? Flip flop It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
1: I was talking about the things that women have to unlearn. And a lot of them are sadly very negative messages about sexuality. And they continue to this day. And I will also say that they also are still attendant for a number of young women when they're at schools. If they're very pretty, if they're very attractive, people will start saying, you know, telling them or Creating rumors about them or saying that they're this or they're that and the people who are holding <clears throat> Those attitudes in place sadly often are the other teenage girls so as I said, you know the women have to unlearn the things about the guilt about the you know ignorance about the repression and Also, here's another thing for some people who may have not had their restrictions They didn't really get any guidance either And I will use, you know, when it comes to schooling and other things, I got no um, direction from my parents when I was going to university. Uh, And the reason was they didn't want to control us or tell us what we had to do because both of them had experienced that in their lives. So, But we didn't get any guidance at all. But when I look back on it, it's because – They didn't know how to guide us at that point. So here I'm gonna talk about unlearning some of the things from men. And this is by Jed Diamond, who happens to be someone who went into therapy. And he talks about um, old beliefs can keep us stuck, unhappy, and unable to grow. And it took me some time to let go of these. This is Jed Diamond speaking. If I'm not trying to have intercourse all the time, anytime, day or night, there must be something wrong with me as a man. If I'm not the aggressor all the time, she'll think I'm not attracted to her. If I accept sex as more loving, touching, feeling, and less wham, bang, it will mean I'm losing my manhood and becoming feminized. If my men's group found out about how little we were doing it, I would lose face. If I can't get an erection on demand, or it takes longer to get one, or if I lose one before we can have intercourse, I'm a failure as a lover, and she'll probably look for someone else. If her body doesn't look like the models I remember when growing up, I should look for someone who is younger, prettier, and easier to impress. If I go for days or weeks and don't think about sex, I must be getting old and decrepit, and the next stop is Alzheimer's and the nursing home. Now, the other thing about this, Is that, you know, he had to unlearn all of those before he could go into a, you know, a a loving, open relationship. And when we're talking, just one more thing, when we're talking about women having pain during intercourse, the pain is usually real and it's not in your head. Do not think that for one moment. And although the qual is not usually life threatening, The pain is quality of life threatening and the history taking and accurate diagnosis are key for women who are dealing with this and the majority of cases can be managed. So the other thing I had some people say to me, oh, I think I'd really like to start with someone new and I'd like to have introduce some toys. Well, don't just go and get toys. Okay. Um, you have to have this conversation between the two of you. Hey, look, if you want to get toys for yourself, have at it. Go for it. But if you're trying to get a toy to use with a partner, that's really a conversation you have when the two of you are vertical, not horizontal. And when people will, you know, if someone is thinking they'd like to try it, or someone is, if you, even if you go onto to Amazon, one of the things you have to be aware of for you know, maintaining your own you know sexual pleasure, some of those so-called um, testimonials, they're paid for. Someone wrote them from the company, and I have the Adult Novelty Manufacturers Expo trade show for sex toys, and I have to tell you, there's not a whole lot of different or you know interesting things coming on in an ongoing basis. Everyone's just knocking everyone else off. In addition to which. The products are all made in China and they're all kind of made from you know similar factories. So people can go and point and say, I want this in white. I want this in speckles. I want this and this. And it's almost like going to a monster shopping center. So they just have a different name on it or they'll call it something different and then market it to the people who are in their distribution chain. Now, when I looked at some of the things for people, when they're talking about Anyone who tells someone, you know, older people aren't doing this anymore, that's, you know, that's absolute crap. Absolute crap. And desire itself is something that wanes, it's up, it's down. But it really depends on you and who, you know, who you are attracted to. And, you know, this one woman says here, I want my sweet tooth back. And she was a beautiful gray-haired woman announced at her at Joan's workshop. And she described how sexually juicy she used to be, both emotionally and physical, always ready for sex, driven by the urge. She welcomed it and enjoyed it. And now, although she has sex, it never feels urgent. And she misses that driving desire. Well, one of the things, you know, is it your body or is it your brain? And, you know, if you are interested, but you arouse slowly, that's common. And as we get older, the flow of blood to our genitals and our nerves response to sexual stimulation. They both slow down. So that's why oftentimes for men, you know, at age, you know, 50, 55, they start noticing that, as one of the gentlemen in this book, um, erections become iffy. And the other thing, if you're going to be buying anything online, whatever you do, do not buy viagra or anything else chances are you're not going to be getting the real thing anyway and for many men there's a reason why many men only get one prescription of viagra because it may not work as well as they expected the blurry vision they might have another impact but what they want is they want to know that you know they can use it now you know that's their thing and you know cialis i had a friend of mine who was an MD psychologist, and he was telling me, uh, wanting to test these things himself, and he said, I have to tell you, Cialis is the one, he said, that worked the best for him. It was, uh, he said it was more like the erections that I used to get when I was in college, which I suppose, you know, that's for some people, that's the main focus. But the desire thing also is about, you know, the person. Is it the person you're, you know, still attracted to again? And, you know, for many couples who are in their 50s and 60s, they are struggling with an unsatisfactory sex life. But, you know, the biggest, your biggest erogenous zone is between your ears. And sex can be anything you define it as. Anytime you will see couples together, you're seeing couples making a history together and that's a, that's something that you can't do with anyone else. you can only do it with one person and you know together you know let's say you're in a marriage and it's there's no sex going on well are there other things going on? do you feel connected? do you tell one another how you feel about one another? is there touching you know there's the thing you know if if you want If you don't pay attention to your partner in your relationship, someone or something else will. Now, let's say there's been a divorce or a breakup. That can be, you know, a, you know, that puts things into a completely different paradigm for most people. And in my experience, what I often have found is that for the majority of times when someone is leaving a relationship, Most men will not leave a relationship unless there's someone they're leaving it for. It's just been my experience. And, you know, there are some people who have, you know, um, hookup buddies or sex buddies that they've had, you know, for years. Some people, they have more of the open relationship and they don't want to have a strictly monogamous relationship, regardless of what age they are. But when I find when people are. You know, one one person has a higher libido than the other one. Often, one of the biggest things that's happening is there's they're not um, they're not communicating with one another about what they really would like to do. And I'm dealing with a, a gentleman, a couple who live in Israel, and trying to help them. And it is almost as if she does not want to have anything to do. And finally, he wrote something that I now know why there is so much going on in their lives. They have uh, a um, a very severely injured child. And to say that that puts a strain on a relationship is an understatement. And, you know, when I look at people need to have access to things that help them go through this. In the same way that it used to be that people really didn't talk to women about you know, sex after pregnancy or sex during pregnancy. Well, finally they are. And now we need to have people talking about what is actually happening in their 60-year-old, 70-year-old, 80-year-old sex lives because they are occurring, believe you me. We're coming up to our final break and I will be back and talking about other, more things to learn about senior sex and the solutions.
0: Lou on Toginet with your host Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk. When we get back after these, this is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. It's
4: merging Whenever we hear a recording of our own voice, it always sounds different than we think. This is because the bones in our skull create a resonance from within that makes our voice sound deeper to us. But our recorded voice is how others hear us. I'm sure I'm not the first person who has uttered the words, I really don't sound like that, do I? Margaret Thatcher famously underwent vocal training to lower her voice and make her sound more statesmanlike. Recently, British Airways polled Americans and Britons to see who they believed had the sexiest voices. Morgan Freeman was voted number one. If a judge loves the sound of his own voice, expect a long sentence. What's a word for a person who loves to hear the sound of their own voice? A philodox. It's day, I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary
3: with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
2: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond.
3: Sitting at your desk all day is not good for your posture, regulating your blood sugar, and can cause back and shoulder pain. Some have even said that sitting is the new smoking, meaning that being sedentary and not moving very much can be detrimental to your health. More important than standing is moving. The New York Times cited a study done by the Journal of Physical Activity that states that when you stand rather than sit, you only burn a few more calories, about 8 or 9 calories more an hour. But if you move rather than sit, your calorie burner revs up. Your body will burn about 130 more calories in an hour if you walk at a fairly easy pace. Bottom line, if you sit most of the day, look for opportunities to move and walk as much as you can. It will help you with focus and promote a healthy lifestyle. I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back
0: to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Before the break, I had been talking about some of the things that have been, you know, issues for people as, you know, aging and sexuality. And, you know, for, I, I will use an example of a woman who I was at a, a conference a couple of weeks a couple of weekends ago and she said well I have a, a, a one-off and a husband and I said well what does that mean and she said well I divorced him and then I remarried him so he's not really my ex he was kind of like one off and yet what will often happen is that when people are ending relationships and going on to something new they often will do a real suspension of their sex life, and I talked about that for men, in, it has been my experience that men who, when they are leaving a relationship, often are not leaving a relationship unless there's someone to go to. Um, not the same for women, which is why the majority of divorces over age 50 um, are initiated by women, because they're often like, that's it, I've had it, I'm done. And um, that's also when perimenopause hits for many women, and there's an increase in <clears throat> the testosterone, unopposed testosterone. There's less estrogen, so things that they would have normally, you know, said that you know let ride or say they're now apt to go like this. Screw that, forget it. So the husband or the partner doesn't know, you know, this is kind of like whoa, where'd this come from? The kids don't recognize them. And that's also with that hormonal peak and, you know, those huge hormonal peaks and valleys that occur during perimenopause. That's also when I have said to women, be careful um, about throwing away a relationship at this point. You may, once your hormones settle down, you may regret it. Some people do. So here's um, one of the things I'm going to talk about is what, let's say, you sex with yourself okay L- let's really have be honest with yourself if you are a sexual being that you enjoy it get the toys find what you'd like and you know many people enjoy you know it, it isn't just vibration on the clitoris for women or you know a small anal vibe for men there's a whole range of different things that you can try Remember, you have two sets of nerves in the pelvic area for women and for men that can be stimulated. You must keep them healthy. And the better your health is, the better your intimacy, the better your connection. So what happens if you want to try, you know, a non-traditional sex practice or a different type of sex? There's all kinds of, you know, you can go online and find All kinds of, you know, if you want to try BDSM or if you really enjoy having, you know, something that is more uh, sex in the open, be careful where you do that, though. And there are online sites that are specifically for those communities. Now, we talked about unlearning for the women and unlearning for the men. Now, what happens if you've had cancer or what happens if there's been a real impact from a health standpoint? For many people, the sexuality after cancer often comes with someone saying, I I just want them to live. I don't want them to die. And if being intimate or having the closeness with your partner is important, work on that. One of the big things for many people is doing something That normalizes their world. Now, you you know, if the vaginal dryness is something that is occurring as a result of treatment, you know, most people is kind of like I'm alive, I'm human. But you could use, if you wanted, um, a vitamin E oil, or you know, you could use um, if you are having a problem with um, having yeast infections. Sometimes people will use an organic yogurt to inoculate the area with the lactobacillus, the good bacteria that is needed. But the real thing about anything after an illness is maintaining the connection with a couple. I will use a friend of mine. Her father uh, was ill with cancer and she and her, her parents did not have a good relationship. And they had separated. But when he got sick, she moved back in to take you know care of him. They, you know, share four children. And then what happened is he would not, you know, he would have nothing to do with her sexually. And what he didn't tell her is that his treatments were causing him to have erectile issues. He did not want her to know that. So he basically started shunning her. And so she thought it was her, but it wasn't at all her. And sometimes people, you know, they fear that they've got a scar or they've got something else and it's like, oh dear, you know, I'm not going to be appealing. If the only reason someone's with you is because you don't have scars or you don't have something else, that's not a very evolved human being, okay? But when I look at, you know, there there are definitely, particularly if you're on different medications, and by the time most people are in fifties or sixties, many of them are on medications that wipe out your libido. One of the worst for many people is statins. It wipes out the, you know, it's there you need cholesterol for every cell in your body. And the antidepressants, the anti-anxiety, the, you know, and the number of people who are taking these things, they were not meant to be taken for years on end, but now they are. And people are realizing how difficult and how addictive they are. So, you know, those are some of the other things that many times people go, Oh, I didn't I didn't think this was going to impact me that way. Now, let's say you are with a partner who has some form of mental cognition or Alzheimer's. That's kind of like no way back. And I there's a woman who is a neighbor of mine, and She said, I'm kind of like in no man's land. And I asked her what she mean. And she said, well, my husband, he was a a real estate attorney. She said, he is um, in a long-term care facility. He has to have 24 seven care. Uh, He really doesn't even recognize her, doesn't recognize the children. And she said, so I'm not a widow. I'm not divorced. So, but there's no way back for me in my my, my husband's not going to be coming back to me. And that's the same thing that, you know, I've had other people, I, you know, what was her name? Uh, The Supreme Court Justice, Sandra Day O'Connor, whose husband um, ended up falling in love with someone else at the care facility he was at. So not only was there that gone, but there was also the change of what Her relationship with him was, now, if you have a death or grieving, then what? And that's that's a whole other area that I learned about from, you know, and this is part of, you know, for many people, they will meet someone at a grieving place, you know, at a place where other people of like mind. It doesn't mean you're ever going to forget your, you know, former partner or former spouse. No, not at all. It just means that someone's going to have the awareness that those feelings are going to be there the, you know, the whole time. They don't go away. So now what if you want to, you know, hire someone and have someone come in from a, you know, as a body worker, sex body worker? That's possible. And because you know what you're looking for, it. You, you know, want to ensure that you investigate what the laws are in your own state. But there are people that will come and do full body work for you. There may or may not be genital touching. And if you are starved for touch, go and get a massage. That's going to be one of the best things you can do. I know of many men, uh, particularly men who were very Catholic who would not, you know, they were, they were not going to go outside their marriage, but they would go and have a massage, um, often with happy endings. They didn't consider that being outside their marriage. Um, and they would do that on a regular basis because they weren't getting any type of touch at home. And that's something, so that's kind of like, being alone in a marriage, even though, you know, there's someone who's there. So how about dating while you're older? Well, that comes with, you know, find someone, you can find someone online, more people are, that's a, you know, pretty standard. But again, you need to have the integrity when you're putting together your profile, as does someone else. You need to make sure that, you know, you say what you're interested in and yes safer sex you need to make sure you're practicing it it does not mean you know you're going to be worried about uh pregnancy um but you may end up having to worry about you know a sexually transmitted infection they're rampant and they're particularly rampant in retirement communities because more women are having sex with the men and not using forms of protection so I hope that this is at least giving you a little more insight into things for, you know, sexuality as we age, because we're all going there. And some of us, you know, may be going into it uh, alone. Some may be going partnered. But the important thing about it is that, you know, your body is going to change. That's just what happens. But knowing that you can preemptively do things, that usually puts people, gives them, you know, Uh, A better feeling of, oh, I know I can change this. I know I have an option here. And if you want to look up Joan's work, her name is Joan Price. Naked at Our Age was some of the things I was pulling from her book. And the other thing is always keep laughing. That's one of the best things you can do, regardless of what happens in your life. It changes your brain chemistry. It makes you magnetic to other people. And it makes you just feel good. Have an awesome week and I will be back next week. Bye for now and here come the tunes.
0: Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with host Lou Paget. Every week this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget